And welcome back to episode two, another edition of the Coalition Podcast. I am JP Heath, and today we have a part-timers edition, I guess you could call it. We have my part-time buddy up at the office, Bonnie Hicks, and uh, she is going to be telling us about Project Quit. And also, I'll replay a conversation I had with uh, Dr. Stephen Kelder. He is at the forefront of eSIG studies, and if we have any teachers, parents out there, both parents of teachers, teachers, you have kiddos out there, that uh, Dr. Kelder's info is very good. And uh, with the coalition's help, uh, you can get part with some uh, great curriculum. That's coming up here in a few minutes. But first, we have my fellow part-timer, Bonnie Hicks. Bonnie, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, it was an easy... It was an easy ask. Just uh, walk a few feet and ask if you want to do this. So not the uh, toughest interview I've ever had to secure, but let's okay. <laughs> let's uh, first off, tell us your official title and what you do on a grand scope at the coalition before we talk about Project Quit. Sure. I am a tobacco cessation specialist and what I do usually is just work in the community, especially with adults, educating them about tobacco. And it's a really rewarding thing to do, getting to work with the community. And another way I work is to host tobacco cessation classes. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different aspects to it. I love getting to meet people and to do something that really makes a difference in people's lives. Yeah, a way to look at it is, we joked about, we always joke about being part-timers. Uh, Bonnie deals with the adults, and I deal with the uh, students, the uh, kid population, but we kind of also morph over into our own territories as well and help out each other. But for the remaining few minutes of our chat, we're going to talk about Project Quit. Just uh, tell us what it is and, and how it came about that uh, people can quit tobacco and quit smoking. Well, it came about as many stories are sure to start in the future. During quarantine, yeah. dot, we at the, at the coalition enjoy serving the community. And like everyone else, we were cut off from being with people. And like I said, one of the ways that we serve our community is doing in-person tobacco cessation classes. So we were forced to think outside the box and say, okay, how can we still serve our community and not typically like we do face-to-face? -face? And, you know, funny as it is, over a Zoom meeting, we said, hey, let's do Zoom meetings, open it up to the public. And so that's where we're getting started. We're going to meet uh, one hour a week for four weeks, and it's a really great program it's called a fresh start. It's from the American Cancer Society. So we're excited to get to hopefully meet with people online and still serve that need to help people quit. Uh, when is that first class and how do people get to it? Well, we're going to kick it off on July 7th at 6 p.m. And what people can do is go to our website, angelinacoalition.org. And you'll scroll, scroll down. There's a link there for Project Quit. And there, it's really easy to sign up. There's just a simple form to give us your information. 
I'll email you back, give you some of the, the specifics on the class. Or also, if you just need more information, you can go to our website. Or we have a new option, which is a designated Facebook group, mm-hmm. and it's called Project Quit. And it is for people who both just want more information and that want to sign up for the class, or they're just looking for more support in their quit journey. Mm-hmm. So our website or our Facebook group, Project Quit, are both areas that you can go to to find more information. We want to let people know that this is a brand new platform to help them quit. And it's going to increase accessibility for people. A lot of people work maybe in the evenings. It's more accessible to people so they could do it from the, you know, the comfort of their own home. They don't have to go and meet somewhere. We can come to them, so to speak. And this is such good timing, actually, because mm-hmm. with COVID-19 being a respiratory disease, it really is on the forefront of people's minds that quitting smoking is more important, is as important as ever, really, because we're seeing that people that do smoke are having more difficulties, more side effects, and having a hard time, harder time recovering from COVID-19. So this is just a really, a really great opportunity for us and for the community. And is it just for people in Angelina County and around our Piney Woods, or can anyone take the cessation classes no matter where they are? Well, that's actually the beauty of Zoom. The beauty of this online class is if you have access to the internet, if you have a valid email address, then we can come to you. So we're not limiting it to a certain geographical area at all. And you mentioned the first set of classes in July. Does the plan to have them every month rotating or will there be kind of lapses in the schedule? How, how do you think that could could go and then in, the, in the near future? I'm not saying, hey, next year or two, give me the exact schedule every next 24 months. But how, how do you see that going in the next few months? Sure. Well, we'll wait and see kind of what the interest is. We are glad to be able to stagger the times and, you know, a different day. Maybe we'll do a noon class. We could do a morning class. We also have a fellow colleague that can offer them as Spanish. So we don't have a set schedule right now. And that's really the great thing about online is we don't have to worry about scheduling a location getting a a specific room in an office or the hospital, we can be on our own schedule, so to speak. So we'll be really flexible in the future. And we want to hear from the community. When is a good time, you know, for you? Uh, Email us or let us know on Project Quit, and we'll get a group together at several different times and days. And is this just for people that want to quit smoking or does it work for spit tobacco, e-cigarettes, essentially anything that that uh, of those substances that have nicotine or is this just catered to people that want to quit smoking? No, absolutely. It's anybody that is a tobacco user. Really, it's there's so many uh, different products out there. People are so different and nobody has the same quit journey. Mm -hmm. It may be 
you know, go back to personality and people have different reasons for smoking. They have different reasons that they started smoking. It can give everyone the support and the community support, you know, in the, within the group to help them have a successful quit attempt. When you take advantage of any support groups, you actually double your chances of quitting. And if you add in a nicotine replacement therapy, like the lozenges, medication, the patch, gum, you actually can triple your chances of quitting. And just as an added benefit, we have another program with the Texas Quit Line that actually can provide free nicotine replacement therapy for those who sign up. So that is a wonderful opportunity for people maybe that haven't had the access to use those products in the past, that we actually do go through each product, talk about the pros and the cons, and look at, you know, why does somebody smoke? What are their triggers? So it's a very, it's a great program. And, you know, getting back to the original question, it will work for anybody um, that's a tobacco user. I'll put, here's a hypothetical for you. Let's say someone could be listening that says, hey, I've quit smoking. That's nasty. I just vape. Uh, what would you tell that person that says, hey, I don't have an issue. I just vape. That's a kind of a tricky question, kind of a controversial one. But us on the tobacco prevention and cessation side, looking at the research, really all you're doing is you're transferring the mode of delivery with nicotine. There are still so many drawbacks to putting that chemical in your body. You still have the addiction to nicotine. But on the same, on the same um, side, I would say, you know, give them kudos for switching, for caring about your health. It's never an easy thing to say I'm going to quit, especially when uh, a substance as addictive as nicotine. So I would encourage them, hey, you've made strides. Um, what you're doing is good. But really the best thing for your health is to quit nicotine completely. There are so many unknowns with vaping and e-cigarettes. It really is, it's really a scary thing because we know how and destructive cigarettes are. We don't even know the health implications of e-cigs and vapes. It's definitely not a cessation device like it's been sold mm -hmm. as. So really just quitting completely is the number one way to improve your health and just have a better health outcome overall. And what is it that inspires you about wanting to help people quit smoking or in this case, tobacco use or nicotine use on a whole? Well, that's the very best part of my job. And I've learned so much in these classes through the wonderful people that have gone through the class with me and to see the discouragement on their faces the first, the first time they come into a class is overwhelming um, because I do have a lot of respect for 
the the high addiction of nicotine. But as we go through the class, as we kind of unpack maybe the reasons for quitting, the triggers that they have that make them use tobacco, to see a little glimmer of hope in their eyes, to see that their attitudes and even perception of themselves have changed to say, hey, you know, I, I might be able to do this to the end of the class, which is just four sessions, an hour each. So many have either quit or cut back substantially on their tobacco use. And really just to see the improvement in their self-esteem and their self-worth that, hey, this is doable when the mountain of quitting tobacco was so high, they didn't see it as possible. So for the, really the transformation in just four classes in people is so inspiring to me. And it's so encouraging. And I just, I love to see it. I know we addressed some of this earlier, but uh, spoiler alerts for the class, but it does take a lot of different methods, like Bonnie mentioned earlier, to uh, quit any type of tobacco. And Project Quit seems like the perfect place to start, but there really is not one specific way to, to quit smoking for everyone, right? I know we've covered that a time and a half almost, but just reiterate that if you don't mind and just uh, any, any other things that I, I didn't get to that you'd like to, to get out there for the masses. Yes, absolutely. Like I said, you know, people do turn to tobacco for different reasons. Maybe it's stress relief or, you know, just simply boredom. It's such a, a habitual addiction as well. It's a social addiction as well as physical and mental. Um, you know, it's tied to almost every aspect of a person's life. They go on a smoke break. Well, obviously, if you have a break at work, you go smoke. Well, if you quit smoking, what are you going to do during that smoke, during that break. Um, it changes you socially. You know, the people that you may normally hang out with, they're still smoking and you're not. That will make it a little more challenging to continue those relationships. Maybe if you enjoy going out and having a drink, many people drink and smoke at the same time. So there, it's just connected in our lives for a tobacco user. It's so connected with every different aspect. And so those are some of the things that we can kind of break down and say, okay, what am I feeling before I have the urge to use? And I, one other thing I would say to someone who is possibly frustrated with someone in your life that is a smoker, I would encourage them to have empathy with the user. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, it takes, you know, seven to 11 times to have a successful quit attempt when you finally quit for good. Realize that nicotine is as addictive as cocaine and heroin. I mean, just let that soak in. That's an incredible statement that we know to be true. So, Give them a break. Realize that this is such a stronghold 
and has so many different aspects in someone's life, it takes some time to let go of. It takes a lot of behavioral changes to be able to enter a life that is tobacco free. So I'd say encourage that person, be patient with them, tell them, hey, call me anytime, text me, I'm here for you. Give them maybe what they need. Maybe they don't need you to ask about it every time you see them, every time you talk to them, but just let them know, hey, I'm here for you. Um, Want to be encouragement. And also to the tobacco user, give yourself a break. Um, the fact that you're even thinking about quitting is a huge step. That pre-contemplation stage is big. So if you're even thinking about it, you're actually a lot further along in the quitting process than you even realize. So, you know, give yourself um, a pat on the back for that. And we do hope that I can, you know, quote unquote, meet you through a Zoom meeting soon. And we're just really excited about being able to offer this, this new service to the community. Bonnie, you're awesome. I know we, uh, <laughs> we, we come at this from different directions, uh, both uh, a part-time work. Fighting against the big tobacco companies is so tough and helping people kind of overcome that uh, is, is worth uh, everything I know. We, I think I speak for you, everything that we get to do. But you're awesome. I could have talked to you for an hour. And uh, <laughs> great job, part-timer. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. One more time, Project Quit. They meet one hour a week for four weeks, a fresh start program from the American Cancer Society. But if you can't make this one with Bonnie because of summer plans, there will be other classes offered online. And hopefully one day we eventually will get back to in-person classes. Uh, and that's led by Bonnie. But you can go to AngelinaCoalition.org and find that Project Quit logo. Click on that for more info. But you can also check out the Facebook group project quit as well and speaking of facebook and speaking of bonnie since we just had her on for about 17 minutes here's her ad going around facebook hi this is bonnie from the coalition if you or someone you know is a tobacco user i'd like to invite you to join us for project quit a new and exciting way to help you quit tobacco for good we are going to be hosting online cessation classes absolutely free We'll meet one hour a week for four weeks to help give you the tools, encouragement, and support you need to help you on your way to a tobacco-free life. Hope to see you there. I thought next that we'd get to an interview that I recorded a few months back. Dr. Stephen Kelder spoke at our February Drug-Free Business Luncheon. And it was largely about the topic of e-cigarettes. And he's a professor at the UT School of Public Health. He actually helped develop the Catch My Breath curriculum thanks to the Dell Foundation and CVS. Great partners there. But back in February, I knew we'd be having a podcast eventually and decided to interview him. I appreciate him giving me these few minutes. But we started out talking about the rise of e-cigarettes in Texas schools. And, you know, it's dramatically increased over the last five years. So I'm an epidemiologist and I can see a, a huge increase. Um, and most of that increase is with kids who weren't formerly smoking cigarettes. Um, about 70% is just kids who just smoke 
So then the question is, uh, are they healthy, unhealthy? What's going on? And, you know, to, to boil it down to one thing, it's it's the nicotine that's in the e-cigarettes that I think is the most immediate thing that happens to kids because there's such a high level of nicotine that um, they become more quickly addicted. And that's one of the reasons the rates are so high, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about the new laws. That it seems ever-changing. I, I'm in the field, and I try to keep up as much. But how is that potentially affecting youth rate, and how have you seen that could potentially even make kids more curious if that's even a fair assessment? Sure. Well, with regard to laws in Texas, we passed the Tobacco 21 last legislative session, and that that's a big deal. And, and I think even for vaping, because uh, formerly um, when I go to schools, they're, they're showing me a whole box full of uh, vape devices and kids are selling the cartridges on campus. So uh, when you make it 21, um, eight, 21 year olds have no business walking around the hallway selling things to kids, but an 18 year old can actually belong to the school as a senior. So we're putting a buffer in between access and not, um, I haven't, I mean, we have not seen reductions yet. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's too early to say whether that did anything. And then on the federal level, that, I mean, they did that too after Texas did, uh, to age 21, but, but now we're talking about flavor bans. It's not really a flavor ban. It's, it's FDA is prioritizing enforcement of, uh, of flavors and they only cover the cartridge types like Juul. They don't cover the disposable um, vaping devices, uh, and that, that's a problem. So now I'm seeing kids are switching from Juul to another product, which has multiple flavors. Yeah, speaking of Juul, that gets the most attention, and the, the kids I teach, that draws their most, and they're honest sometimes that they do uh, use it, but that gets the most attention with them. Um, do you think Juul survives all of this? And speak to parents that might be listening, and that while Juul is known that they – what, what can they do to either help their kids quit or prevent them from using it? Yeah, well, you know, the Juul up until recently uh, had about an 80% market share. So the kids are using Juul and, and they, they probably still are. Um, they, they cut the number of flavors down to just two. Uh, so there's a tobacco and mint. I'm sorry, tobacco and menthol. Yeah. Um, and, you know, mint was one of the favorite flavors of kids and menthol isn't that far away. So I guess some kids will probably keep using them. But, but those that don't like that are going to switch over to another device. That's called the Puff Bar is the favorite one now. And that has, I think, 25 different flavors or so. So what can parents do? Parents can just have an open conversation with their kids. You know, just talk to them. Um, and, and Or, you, you know, you could wait until you hear it on the news or see it in the newspaper and just casually say, well, what do you think about e-cigarettes? What's going on at school? I think kids, so open it up that way and then make sure you're, you're telling them you don't want them to do it. And the main reason is because of nicotine. There's lots of other potential harmful consequences, which are going to happen later in life. But the right now thing is nicotine. Um, and, and nobody wants their kids to be addicted to nicotine. Yeah, it's like we're very harmonious here because I was just going to ask you about the nicotine. When I when I teach kids in the, my t- part-time basis in classes, I say, hey, don't mistake it. It's all about the nicotine. Your body doesn't know the difference between nicotine. Mm-hmm. Um, what else contributes to that? Is, or is it just that simple that the companies manipulate the nicotine levels in addition to the flavorings? Uh, we don't overthink it too much, but does it just come down to that? Yeah, well, you know, we're going to find out actual what the e-cigarette companies did, Juul and others, because there's about 90 lawsuits which are going through the courts and they'll have actual documents. So we, I don't know exactly, but if you just observe, uh, clearly they advertise to kids. Clearly they have cotton candy and other flavors that kids really like. And then clearly they 
dramatically increased the nicotine rate over just the last two years. And then the rates of kids smoking have gone up, you know, 200% since they added that extra nicotine. So, I mean, tobacco companies need to find replacement smokers. That's, that's been their business all along. And, and why? Because it's really hard to quit. <laughs> Uh, are there any trends? You mentioned the puff bars earlier, but are there any new emerging products that maybe they didn't shoot out of the gust, the the, the gates like Jewel did in 2015? But mm-hmm. are there any new kind of trends that I don't know about or that the parents might not know about? Well, the the one thing that everybody's hearing about is the uh, vaping related lung disease. So let me just say that I'm monitoring that. Um, so that was because primarily because there was a new liquid called uh, vitamin E acetate. Uh, and that's a cheaper form of the liquid that is used in most e-cigarettes. So e-cigarettes have a, 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 a liquid they put the nicotine and flavoring in and they heat it up until it aerosolizes. And, and, and the liquid brings the particles of nicotine and flavoring deep down into your lungs. Yeah. So that, that's its purpose. So there have been some companies that switched to a, a cheaper version of this process with vitamin E acetate instead of propylene glycol, which is slightly, well, a fair bit safer. And and what that did is it coated their lungs. And I've talked to pulmonologists that say it's just like pouring Crisco in your lungs. It's terribly difficult to get out. And that's popcorn lung. No, that's not popcorn lung. Um, This is the, what they call E-Valley, the vaping related lung disorder um, or injury. Um, And, you know, I heard of a kid up north where there was a track team kid and he had a double lung transplant. And there's now, I believe, 65 deaths throughout the country and almost 3,000 people who have been hospitalized and put in the emergency room. So while that's scary, we're seeing many fewer cases than last fall. So I think there might be a handle on that particular problem. So just in case you're, you're, you're worried, parents, um, it's from what's called a disposable device. And most of those that were associated with this lung disease had uh, THC, which is the active ingredient in marijuana. And it seems like it sounds like I'm trying to pat ourselves on the back here, but as a as a field, even I've only been in this ten years, but we're getting further ahead of this than a couple decades ago with big tobacco, and they're in the throes of that. I mean, don't you think? And obviously, you're a big reason for that yeah. developing the things you have in Austin. But we are getting ahead of this, and while we might not ever win the fight totally, we are making healthier people in the, in the end, right? Yeah, well, you know, the, the tobacco rate, when I was in high school in 1975, uh, the, the teen smoking rate was about 30%, 35%, and the adult rate was might have been 70%. So that's come way, way down. We we're almost down to under 5% with teen smoking. Um, and, and then all of a sudden, Juul and other companies came out with these nicotine devices and, and shot the rate right back up again. So, yes, they are less harmful. I'm pretty convinced of that, but they are not harmless. In the end, that's that's a, a gain, but it's not a gain for the individuals addicted to nicotine. It's a gain for like the whole population, I suppose. But but yes, I think we're more prepared. We have more information, and uh, we're more willing to take action now than we did say thirty years ago. Well, thanks for coming to the big city of Lufkin, and sure. uh, we appreciate it. Okay, absolutely. Take care. Again, thanks to Dr. Kelder. More info about his curriculum that he developed is at catchinfo.org. And that does it for episode two of this podcast for the coalition. Again, if you need any info about Project Quit, don't hesitate to contact Bonnie at our office number, 936-634-9308. And you can and you will quit tobacco if you decide to. Encourage you to 
encourage family members. If you're not a smoker or tobacco user and you know that they've talked about quitting, encourage them. Like we talked about in our interview a few minutes ago, they will get it done. Just uh, show some empathy for them. And if you're a tobacco user, forgive yourself. It's, it's okay and uh, take that next step, and hopefully Project Quit is that. I didn't mention it with Bonnie at the time, but one big stat I remember um, in doing adult presentations and still talking to uh, students is that 70% of people that smoke want to quit. So that's a, a good start. If you want to quit, we can help you at the coalition. You can and you will quit, so let us help you with that. But you can find the Project Quit Facebook group, or go to angelinacoalition.org. Have a great rest of this day or night, depending on when and where you're listening. And stay tuned for another edition of the podcast of The Coalition. Have a great day.